Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! Acts chapter 2. Let's start from verse 13. Acts chapter 2, verse 13. You see, this is an account that came as a consequence of what happened on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says that they were gathered together on that upper room and there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And then the Spirit of God filled the room first. You see, that is why we also know that the Holy Spirit has the capacity to bring down his glory even in a territory. So it was because the Holy Spirit has filled the room then the scripture now says that he now alighted upon every one of them as cloven tongues of fire. The Bible says that a sound left heaven but by the time the sound was coming into the upper room it was what? What was it? It was fire. That means that for you to understand what is happening on that day, you must have retained the capacity to dwell and do business in the heavenly places. You see, this is important because people, because they have given themselves to the natural, the senses, most times they are not able to interpret the things that is spiritual. Because even the apostles, before they are able to come into the economy of what God is doing, sometimes they have to be quickened into a realm. That is why you have to pray. So that your spirit will be quickened. And then you will begin to access the things that is of God. The Bible says that they that will worship God will do so in what? In spirit and in what? In spirit and in what? I'm not hearing you. <laughs> in spirit and in what? Futo respond. In spirit and in what? Respond. That means that God is domiciled in a realm. And if it is true that a man will be able to interact with God, somehow he has to find himself in that realm. So anything you now do in the natural has no capacity to lend explanation to what God is doing. By all means, we need to find ourselves in the spirit. So things are happening in the upper room. Meanwhile, men that is in the natural will lack the capacity to interpret that which is happening. As we yet see, because where we are starting, my target is to start from verse 13. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. In verse 13, after the spirit was poured on the day of Pentecost, the men that saw them on the streets, they said that these men are filled with what? They are filled with what? Are there Bible students here? They are filled with what? Thank you. That means these men are trying to give interpretation to something that is spiritual. And their best attempt cannot and will never be able to explain something that is spiritual. So when the spirit came on the day of Pentecost and came in into the room, what men saw was fire. But the scripture is telling us that where that fire was concocted, the men that saw it saw sounds. So it then means that somebody has to dwell in heavenly places and see by the enablement of the spirit that which is happening in the heavens so that he will have the capacity to bring interpretation for men that is on the earth realm. Do you know the challenge of men? Men are so educated in the natural with their senses that they are not able to perceive the things that is of God. That is why when that man Nicodemus came and met Jesus, he saw signs and wonders happen and miracles. He came and said, good master, nobody is able to do this thing except God is with him. What, is, what did Jesus answer? What was the answer of Jesus? John chapter 3. Jesus said that ye must be what? That ye must be what? Futo answer. That ye must be what? It seems as if we pray for 30 more minutes. 
That he must be what? Let it be louder. That he must be what? This crowd, just this side, can overshadow this shout. That he must be what? You see, it's better. You see, as if they intentionally. That he must be what? Glory, better. So, how does somebody giving you appraisal for your exploits in the kingdom relate with the fact that you are telling him that he must be born again? I don't know your position, but maybe as you are, maybe you came to your class and your vice chancellor now came and said that as far as this young man is concerned, we have seen the manifest hand of God upon his life. So much so that he has become the epitome, an example of what he means to be a youth. That God is using him so much that we, the elders, cannot deny but say that this person is used by God. Now, that is what is happening to Jesus. God bless you. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. Now listen to me. What was happening was that a man that is in the natural was trying to give accreditation for something that is spiritual in his origin. His best attempt to give Jesus appraisal. Remember, all that he is saying is good things in the natural. I believe if you are the one that is being given this appraisal, that you will accept it, you will say, Ah, God has approved my life and approved my ministry. But do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said that he must be what? And then there is a reason. Jesus is telling him this thing because there is a reason. Because if you are not born again, the Bible said, except a man be born again, that he cannot what? See the kingdom. That means the, the man's best capacity, an attempt to see whom Jesus is, he is weak in trying to make that assembly. He is crippled. There is a fracture in his attempt. So Jesus said, I have seen your desire to perceive the things that is of the kingdom. To give me accreditation. Meanwhile, my reality cannot be seen in the things that is natural. So any attempt to give me a pressure by the things that is natural is an effort in futility. There is a sight that needs to be given to you. So that you will be able to see me. Meanwhile, my reality can only be seen in the kingdom. So the appraiser you are giving me is not something that is equal to what I am in the spirit. Because my reality is something greater. And you can never be able to see that except you see into the kingdom. Because that is where my reality is domiciled. This is the testimony that Jesus was giving on that day. Because he loved the man and he has seen his desire. He said that something needs to happen to you. The eyes of your spirit need to be opened. And this is a surgery that happens to a man that is born again. And then you begin to see into the kingdom. Because the realities of God is now domiciled in the kingdom. And except men have the capacity to look into the kingdom, they will never be able to touch the things that is of God. So anytime a man begins to engender, begins to make movement towards God, the first thing that God does is to touch his sight. Because what you can see in the kingdom, you cannot touch it. It's not your own. It is on this basis. You know, all this thing I'm saying, I'm giving you parable. It is on this basis that Paul came into the book of Ephesians. He said that my prayer for you is that the eyes of your understanding will be what? Enlightened. That you might see. How can you be saying? Now somebody is speaking and he's saying you should see what he's saying. Can you see words? But you can. Something can happen to somebody and then he can see words that is being spoken. What can happen to words and then a man can see it with his eyes? 
Because he's saying the eyes of what? Your understanding. Not these physical eyes. There is the eyes of your understanding. It is on this basis that he came to chapter 3. In the book of Ephesians, he said that there is a grace that God has given me. It is the grace that makes all men to see. Because what you see, the best attempt you are making to lay hold on the things of God is a waste, except you have sight. Do you know why I'm saying this? I have gone to many places and people tell me that they have they have fasted and nothing is happening. They have prayed and nothing is happening. You 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 are not seeing anything. It is until you see that is when you are permitted to lay hold. An attempt to lay hold on something that is in the kingdom without first seeing it is just an effort in futility. What are you incubating? When I was small, if if a hen, there are some hen, they will come and lie down here, and you will think that there is egg that they are incubating. And then my mother will come and touch the hen to see that that hen has been lying down on an empty ground for three days. If that hen lies there for 21 days, nothing will be hashed. Do you know why? There is nothing that that hen has trapped. So until you trap something, your fasting is in vain, your prayer is in vain. And then the scripture is saying that there is a capacity that God needs to grant to you so that you will be able to see into the kingdom. Because the things that you seek, the things that every man needs as it pertains to the prosecution of his destiny, according to God's plan, is trapped in the kingdom. So even Jesus, your Lord, his reality is in the kingdom. So when the man is trying to appraise him, he knows that this man, he is not seeing me. The day we knew that the reality of Jesus is different from one man we are thinking, is when he came to the book of Matthew chapter 16. He came and met them and said, what do you say? Who do you say that I am? That is when we found out that the people that has been receiving miracles and clapping and following him up and down, the crowd, nobody knew Jesus. My brothers and sisters, I have seen crowd and I know that very few people know Jesus. If much more people knew Jesus, you need to know that this territory will be turned upside down. The Bible says that when the apostles began to turn the city upside down, that the leaders saw them and took knowledge of them and said that these men have been with Jesus. That was the testimony that came on that day as a result of the fact that these men have been with Jesus. If it is true that you are with Jesus, there are evidence and things to prove the fact that you started with that man. There is a transformation that will come into your life. A weight, a stature, a rank that God will grant to you so that you will change what is in the territory. The darkness that has held sway in the territory for so long. Men can't do anything. The reason is that they lack the stature. They lack the, the rank. What it takes. The reason is that they have not been with Jesus. They know many things. They have listened to many things. But those things have not been calcified into their spirit. Their subconscious have not trapped eternal matters. So when, when Jesus asked that question, he said, Who do you say that I am? Certain of them began to say that he is Elijah. Is Jesus Elijah? That is what many people say. The reason is because they have not been granted sight. I pray for you today that you might see. You might see. What you see is what you become. You don't know where I'm going here because they, 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 we are talking about Shekinah glory. And the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 said, As we behold, is it not somebody that has sight that can behold? When you don't have sight, you don't have business beholding anything. So a surgery has to happen to the sight of man. What are men? What have men been beholding in this campus? I have a body. I have a body. If I can strike you with my body, I will leave. I have a body. I grew up the same way with you. And I stayed in church for 20 years. I was not becoming anything. On Sunday, we come and dance and clap. We do drama and sing in choir. No power. Nothing to testify. Nothing to show that Jesus is alive. Meanwhile, the Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 1, He said that when Jesus rose from the dead, He said, by many infallible proofs, He showed Himself once again alive. 
if they convict you of being a believer now, do you, is there enough evidence to put you in prison? Meanwhile, some of you has been, has been baptized in the Holy Ghost and been talking in tongues for five years. And there is nothing to show. You don't have reality. You don't have substance in your spirit. If we give you another five years, you will not become anything. Are you not tired? Are you not tired? When will you people be tired and be looking for the real thing? I have a burden. I have a burden. My, my burden is that if I leave, if I leave you here like this, you can continue on this journey. Thinking that after three years that you will become anything. You won't be, if you don't become anything in this campus, you won't become much. All of us, we are in campus. Ten years ago, I was in campus. And in those days, I saw many people that they said they are fellowship presidents, fellowship brothers and sisters. Uh, these days, it's not popular again. But some of them carry suspended trousers. And when you greet them, they say, bro, bro, say bro. Say bro. They will tell you, is well. What are those religious cliches? God bless you. Is well. Help me. Somebody help me with those religious cliches. When we finished school, five years after, we found out that these people did not touch anything. They just moved through the motions. And Jesus never touched their life. I tell you, we have an encounter that you will never forget. Something in me was telling me those days that this is not the real thing. And one of those days, December 2011, I said, Jesus, you must touch me or I won't leave. People were going for Christmas. I found myself on Vet Mountain. For five days, I stayed there. I have never fasted more than six to six in my life. What I said is either I see God or I die. When I climbed there, after three days, Jesus came and began to... Now, do you know, I won't tell you the details. But it was in those days that... I'm not telling you this thing to believe. Don't believe me. But I, I will still tell you so that you will know the possibilities that is in, in the kingdom that you have been brought into. It was then that God began to tell me the seven signs of the end time. That one of them is the sign of Moses. The sign of the shining face. After five days, my face shined, literally. I, I know you don't believe it. The glory hung on this literal face. That was when I knew that a time will come that men will carry the glory of God literally and carry it into the marketplace. The solution to what is happening on earth is men that are glory carriers. They carry God to the marketplace. Men are tired of seeing fellow men. They want to see God. The problem is that we have not, we have not portrayed we have not shown them the portrait of the true god what we have is a little bit of god and much more of flesh of tradition and the things that we learned nothing of that can change what we are looking for darkness is seeking our head and satan is marooning the territory thousands of people gathered and believers none of them can stop the hand of satan oh there is no prophet in our generation there is no one to say restore. We cry to you, great one of Zion, that this weekend you will put hands on men and begin to rot wonders in our midst. We are tired of the motions of religion. We are tired of the motions of tradition. We cry to you. I beckon on you, O oh God, that you stretch out your hands, descend in our midst. And fulfill the prayer of Moses. That every one of us will become the prophets unto God. Carrying the mandate and the power. That the glory of God will rest upon us so much so. That we become glory carriers. Bringing solutions to the elements of the world. Bringing solutions to the things that is disturbing our society. We cry to you. We cry. We cry, O oh God. We cry. We cry. Brothers and sisters, I have a body. I have a body. My body is that the way you are, if you pass through the educational system that we have in the church as it is now, you will not become your destiny in God. Meanwhile, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, it said that before you entered your, your mother's womb, what happened? I knew thee. There is the you that God knew. The you that you are, the one I'm seeing now, you are not that one yet. And your generation is only waiting for that one that God knew. 
that is the one that we are waiting for. That is the one that carries what we seek. And until that one emerges, nothing will happen. The Bible says that the creature was held bondage, not willingly, but in hope that one day sons will manifest. I pray today, there might not be many, but I know that there are desperate men here inside the crowd. There are are many people that have decided that they can't continue like this. Something will happen to them. That when they were telling others to go, they said, no, I will tarry until something happens to my life. I know there is more about my life than what I'm seeing. There is more that is in this cross that God has written before I enter the earth that I'm seeing. Many people expect me to stop here. Even some of you, they are clapping for you. They are saying you are doing a lot. A lot, a lot you are doing is good. But I tell you, you know in your heart that you are far short of God's expectation for your life. It is, it is, it is, it is an indictment on you to stop now. I have my body. My body is disturbing me. I, I hope I can preach. Jesus. Oh. Satemata hamreta bakapeta iledo sakapanaha. Atemonta brata palaha. Yatemonta kabrande polata sale. Ikonda pahata balataha. Zatamanta brakapata badanta. Iatapante lebronda patakate. Oh my God. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Is a prayer. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Make it a prayer for one minute. Breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect our lives, breathe on us. Lord, we look to you for life. Affect our lives, breathe on us. As we look to you for life. In Jesus' mighty name. Acts chapter 2. Verse 13 said, All that's mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But, if you are there, say amen. Acts chapter 2 verse 13. All that's mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But the scripture now said, but thank God for that interjection. Many that came to that meeting would have gone from that meeting with a wrong interpretation, a defaultive interpretation of what God is doing. It has to take another man. And then the scripture said, but Peter standing with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For they are, for these are not drunken, as you suppose. Amen. The scripture said, that these, reduce, reduce a little, that these are not drunken, 
as you suppose seeing it is only the third hour of the day this is 9 am and people are drunk on the streets how many of you is trusting God for that move in this campus that 9 am in the morning when it's time for lectures men are drunk you, you don't want to you don't believe in that that's why people are not yet convinced of your Christianity there is something that can come into this territory and this territory will be taken for Jesus in just three weeks. That's what we seek. I want to ask you what really happened. That by 9 a.m. as we go down, the scripture says that 3,000 people gathered by 9 a.m. There is no poster, no banner, no invitation, no flyer, no nothing, no publicity. 3,000 people gathered by 9 a.m. What is it that happened? What is it? You see, we are doing many things by the arm of the flesh. There are things that only the Holy Ghost can do. I tell you, I was in campus those days and I was preaching to my roommates. I preached and preached and preached and, and, and I, know, I know the scriptures. I know some of you know scriptures a lot. I know the scriptures. And we analyzed. One day we sat down and did Bible exegesis. We did argument for five hours. And I won. When I now won, I now told him, Oh, yeah, give your life to Christ. Because the basis of the argument is for him to give his life to Christ. Do you know what he said? He said, Edu, Kai, next time, next time. You, you, you have one argument, but next time. That was the day I knew forever in my life that argument never wins anything in the kingdom. There are certain things only God Himself can do via the ministry of the Holy Spirit the convicting power of God can come into hearts and begin to cut it down somebody that has been in immorality for, for five years you think his argument that can save him somebody met me and said that he has been, he has been in masturbation for so long that he, he, he doesn't have any help in fact he has fasted and prayed I know there are some of you suffering the same thing. Jesus will set you free today. And it doesn't matter that people know you as pastor. Oh, there are many people that are pastors. We have, and it's not just male, oh, female. They are female, female. One of them, a female, met me and said, "The thing comes like anointing. Say anointing, anointing. Say anointing. Like the anointing comes on something. That's the way it comes on the female, and she cannot but yield to that spirit." So the guy said he went on three days fasting and said, in this fasting, masturbation will die. Do you know what happened? On the third day, he used a round of masturbation to end the fasting. The way he ended fasting was masturbation. That sort of person, is it the person you use argument to win? If you like, take argument and go. Somebody is suffering a real life issue. He needs something to break that arm of addiction. Those things can only happen if men have touched realities. It was on that day I decided to either have something with God or nothing. I went and prayed and fasted six days fasting. And then I asked God to give me this soul or I die. It was after that season that the, the guy went to check a, a girl in a fellowship. And it so happened that those fellowship allows the move of the Holy Ghost. And the lady has agreed. The lady, what? Agreed. But the lady said, before I will now give you my number, you will have to come to fellowship. And the guy said, ah, I have caught a new fish. Say a new fish. Say a new fish. When he now came to fellowship that day, his plan, he has decorated his room, gotten many things set. Because he has caught a fish. Only for him to come to fellowship that day. And the Holy Ghost was moving. Touch your neighbor. Say, the Holy Ghost is moving. Touch your neighbor. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost moves, anything is possible, my brother. When the Holy Ghost was moving, he was moving. Suddenly, the fellowship president went, went to him. When the Holy Ghost was moving, one or two people fell under power. The fellowship president went to him and touched him on the forehead. When he touched him, his body shook. Say, said, ah, ah. Guy man like me fall down. He went to the wall and put his body on the wall like this so that he will not fall under power. 
Anyway, that's the last thing he remembered. Because two hours later, fellowship executives, we are around him. My brother, you are not too strong. You are, the power of God will descend here. And we see that that's your friend that came with Shakara that did makeup. The Holy Ghost is not aware of makeup. Oh. And the same way, demons are not aware of makeup. I went to Kaduna and the fine ladies that is sitting in my front, I said, these sort of people, demons can possess them. I'm sure. I'm sure demons can possess this fine lady. This fine lady, demons. When the power of God hit the, or the field, the demons that was in these ladies, four men couldn't hold them. From, since that day, I have stopped looking at faces. No, your makeup and your suit cannot hide the trouble that you are suffering. It was after that encounter that the guy left. He spoke in tongues for two days. He went to class tomorrow and wanted to greet his classmates. He wanted to say good morning, say shabakabaladaba. He wanted to say give me gallon shakabaladaba. You have not seen encounter. You, 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 you just shook small and said his encounter. Your body just did like this. He said you encounter. You don't know encounter, my friend. Sheriffs of fire will come down, and then they will touch you. You will burn for seven days non-stop. I said I have encountered seraphs, and they touched me, and I used water to cool down my body because my body was was going too hot. You don't know encounter. I know fire, not because I say Holy Ghost fire. I know fire because fire has touched me. I touched these flames. And then I born. I know fire by experience. Encounter. Encounter his glory and you carry it literally. You sit on a seat and somebody can sit on that seat without an encounter. When I was doing you service, I sleep with my, my bunkmate. I was an NCCF state executive. And the glory of God sometimes hits that our bed. And it begins to shake. Have you read the Bible? And the Bible says that the room that they were inside shook. I have seen it. You don't need to believe it. But you need to know that the Bible said it. In case you don't believe my, don't believe my own. But at least believe Bible. How many of you believe Bible? The Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 33. In fact before 33 from 20 something. He said when they pray to God. That the room that they were inside is shook. So at least don't believe my own, but believe. The problem is that people read Bible, they don't believe it. Oh. Do you believe the Bible? The Bible says, Heal the sick, raise the dead. How many dead have you raised? You don't believe Bible. You don't believe because if you believe it, there you, you will insist. The reason why I fast and pray is because I believe the Bible. And I want to see Bible results on my day. How can demons be afflicting people and they are your roommates? They will fall down with their epilepsy. You will carry them to a hospital. Are you not ashamed? When you finish, you pray in tongues. You will be disturbing people. Carry something, my friend. Be a solution to people. And you will see that people actually want God. It's just that they don't want your own. Your own can't do anything for them. Some of you, you go back to your family and tell them that you are born again. They will say, you too. If people are saying they are born again, even you, you too. How do we know you are born again now? You still watch Telemundo with us for 10 hours. You say you are born again. You eat morning, afternoon, night, and even eat evening, four meals in a day. And you say you are born again. We are all the same thing now. Eh? You still listen to Davido. You all of we are the same thing. Are we not the same thing? So those are the you come and you, in the night, maybe when demons want to oppress you, you come and say, Shalada, they will say you are disturbing them. But there are people they hear their prayer, they will never say those people disturb them because they are capital letter tongues, tongues of fire, takatoa, takatoa, fire, kota, kakakua, patesh. And then, even Satan will say, 
he is aware. As I'm talking to you, I just, I'm not supposed to say this, but for a reason. I was on a crusade field yesterday. At Otuoke, Federal University. I just finished ministering to the IJCCF. I was on the crusade field. And suddenly the power of God hit. Bam! And then certain people began to manifest. And there are levels of demon possession. No? There are demons you cast. There are demons you war with. Like as I'm telling you now, there are four principal spirits that is ruling this territory. You don't know now. You have been doing ministry. You don't know. The spirits haven't taken you serious. That's why they have not appeared to you. If God show you that spirit, what will you do? With your 30 minutes prayer, what will you be able to do? There are four spirits in this campus. We have seen victory over three. That God will give us victory over three. But there is one that sits upon the river. That one has refused to bow. But we trust God. We will do warfare between now and the time we close. Oh my God. The ultimate believer is a warrior. Do you know? Have you read the book of Ephesians? By the time the scripture was ending in the book of, in, the, in chapter 6, the Bible says, in that place, it says, put on the armor of God. It was in that place that we found out that all the exegesis that is in the book of Ephesians, remember, the book of Ephesians is the height of Paul's revelations. When he ended, he said, you are a warrior. We are here to put Satan in his place. So when I, when I spoke, the lady fell and then got up and said that they know me, that they have been waiting for me, that finally I'm here. They don't know you now. <laughs> they don't know your name. The day you try to cast out those demons, what happened to the sons of Sceva will happen to you. They will say, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Do you know what it means, praise though? It means that it is not just Jesus that has a name. That Paul also what? Has a name. That means that men also what? Has names. I can use another place in the scripture to prove it. The Bible says that Jesus has been given a name. That is what? That means there is other what? That means there is other names now. Jesus has been given a name that is above other names. Meaning that there are other names. Do you have a name? You can't buy anything now. Because name is, you will use them to transact in the spirit. Your name is the circumference of your authority. Your authority is what is, what is possible to you. How many things are possible to you? Some of you, you, you move by zeal. You move by zeal. Zeal moved you. And you came out and said, I bind every spirit. We legislate against all the demons that is in this. Suddenly you notice your results started going down. Suddenly you notice that sickness, they started attacking you. The sickness that left you. Some of you, masturbation that left you years ago, the thing came back when you prayed that prayer. Do you know why? You are empty. You didn't have anything. And you challenged principalities that has been functioning for years. You didn't have anything. See, let me tell you. If, if a demon, if, if, if people of darkness is more educated in darkness than you that is of light, than you are educated in light, they will make a mess of the cross in your life. It will seem as if the cross is not powerful. It will seem as if the blood is not powerful. It will seem as if the name of Jesus is not powerful. Do you know why? You are not educated in light. You are going to cry for your life. There are something will land on you. And it's not by age. It's not by, I've, I've been fellowship, I've been, I'm not looking for fellowship president here. I'm looking for hungry men. Men who are willing to carry burden and hunger. And I'm not looking for men. I'm even looking for ladies. Do you know what I found out? Any small anointing that touch a young man, he'll be looking for ministry to do. Who told you it's about ministry? Any small person, small anointing, if he can preach, if he give up, he says his ministry is pastor. You are a foolish person. You, are, you don't know what is faithfulness. Carry the place that God has placed you. They start giving you mic. The day you started handling mic is the day that authority left. They started celebrating gift. Then the stature that God kept for you, when it, it, it never came. Because stature is not a gift. Stature is a reward. Rank is a reward. It's a reward of cumulative obedience. 
to God his instructions. And if you are, if there is instructions and there is cumulative obedience, that means you are a faithful man. When God comes, he's not too interested in how many things. He's interested in faithfulness. That position he gave you as an intercessor. How much have you stayed there? Jesus will wake you up by 1 a.m. You say you are tired. Let's, let's do it by 3. When he does it for 3 weeks, he will leave. It was on that day that your, the spirit of prayer and supplication left you. From that day, you started praying in the flesh. Just because people are praying, you are praying. The power, the angels that used to visit you in the, the prayer place, they stopped visiting. I hope you know that there is such a thing as prayer angels. You don't know. When Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed to a point. The Bible says that angels came to strengthen him. Have you read that place? These angels are called prayer angels. They are men that will pray. You know that they are possessed. You can't pray that way except you are possessed. It will seem as if some angels gave you extra strength. And you begin to pray with superhuman capacity. You have left your position. That's why you have not gotten rank. I see men in the spirit. There is no rank. Many people that is in this campus that have overestimated themselves. The worst thing you can do is to overestimate yourself. And then Satan has made mockery of them. Why haven't anything changed now? The Bible said that Jesus made them. And, he, and the man that the demon is, is disturbing his child said, I brought him to your disciples and they were not able to do anything. Jesus said, O ye perverse generation, how long will I stay with you? Do you know what it means to be a perverse generation? It means that God has invested spirit, spiritual education on you, yet you didn't turn out. What are you studying? I'm not hearing you. Shout, shout. Industrial chemistry. How many years? Four years. So at the end of four years, you are expected to be an industrial chemist. Five years. At the end of five years, you are expected to be something. That means the educational system that you have been subjected to has the capacity to make you a certain kind of man. Is it not true? So imagine if you pass through this school and you never became an industrial chemist. Do you know who you are? According to Jesus, when he has passed you through the school of the spirit and endowed you with many graces, passed you through many professors and lecturers, at the end you became nothing. You became something outside of what is expected of you. You are what? Say a perverse generation. So all the, all the impartation you have been receiving and the messages you have been listening to, some of you have listened to everything Apostle Arome has, Apostle Seman, all the apostles that is in Nigeria. You have listened to all of them. You have not become anything. None of the things that is in that message, you are none. None of it. All you do is to release big words. You are nothing. When Satan comes calling, you hide under the shield. See, brothers and sisters, let's tell ourselves the truth. Paul said, henceforth knowing no man. What? After the flesh. We only want to see Jesus and him crucified. You can be seated. Now, I want to tell you that we need to come with a heart cry. A heart that is broken. Jesus said that which house, the scripture said, which house are you building for me? Because heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. He said, but I found a place to dwell in the heart of him that is broken and contrite. Somebody that can cry. I know I've been doing ministry. People are suddenly calling me man of God, but I know inside of me I don't have anything. You see, Isaiah did ministry for years. From chapter 1 to chapter 6. And in chapter 3, he will come and call it a a city and say, Woe unto you! But by the time we came to chapter 6, the glory of God appeared to him. Do you know what the glory of God does? The holiness of God. It begins to reveal your inadequacies. It is in that place you begin to know that you are inadequate. That the tax, you are insufficient. There are many things that God has not touched in your life. And because of that, you are inadequate. Your insufficiencies will be obvious. Then you will stop talking. You will stop talking. Are you with me now? Uh, when Jesus meets you, when, when you encounter real things, it doesn't make you to talk. When real utterance comes upon you, first thing it does to you, <laughs> my friend says that it makes you dumbfounded. Your mouth will be shut for some time so that you will be unable to speak. 
But when, when they come to you, you are looking for who to talk to, who to talk to, where to, Facebook, WhatsApp, where to share it. You are a man that doesn't know that God's word is not in his mouth. You don't know the ways of prophets. The ways of prophets are them that they will never release the words that God has given to them until they find themselves in the place. As they are going, the scripture will say, don't talk to any man on the way until you reach the destination where your assignment is. When you get there, you release the word. I have a body. I have a body. I'm trusting God to raise mighty men of stature in this in this territory. Men that will arise. You see, eh? God's solution. Have you read the scriptures? The scripture said, Thou art my battle axe. Who is his battle axe? So God goes to war. But when he goes to war, how how, how does he go to war? If you if imagine <laughs> imagine if you are God's battle axe indeed. You know how many of you, you used to sing that song? A psalmist used to sing. I am your battle axe, your weapon of war. Please don't sing it yet. Do you know why? As you are now, if you are God's battle axe, we are in trouble. Do you know why we are in trouble? Even the axe head will be lost in the water. Hmm? The last time you were sharpened is five years ago. If God begins to use you as his battle axe, in the next five years, he will never win the warfare. What are you? That is the question. That is ringing in the spirit. God is seeking for men. He is the one that said you are his battle axe. But we are sure that the way you are now. The Bible says, are you the one that is to come? Or should we expect another? See, let me tell you brothers and sisters. My brother, if the way you are now. The way you are. If the way you are. That is the way you are. And then you are the one that is coming. It's better we continue waiting. If the way you are is the way you will be on the day of manifestation, let's continue waiting. You are not the one that is to come. Because as you are, if you come, nothing will change. (laughs) Oh. My point is in verse 16. Let's try verse 16. If you are there, say amen. Now look at it. Verse 16. Verse 16. Okay, let me use my Bible. I thought the media is. Verse 16 said, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is my message this evening. But this is what? That. If your Bible is your own. How many of you? You came here with Bible. Raise your hand. You came here with Bible. Raise your hand. Do you know I found out believers don't come to church with Bible again? The ones that came, they don't open it. They'll be doing their head like man of God. Doing their head like... They are not opening it. And they won't read it during the week. I'm telling you what we know. is religion. He has entered into us. So every opportunity you have, open your scriptures. Look at verse 16. If your Bible is your own, if you go there, you will see, but this is that. If your Bible is your own, mark it. This is that. This is that. The interpreter is bringing interpretation. And he's saying that you, that he's saying that the manifestation we are seeing here is as a result of men taking wine. Early in the morning, fresh palm wine. No, this is over Imo state, you like they, they they have fresh pan wine here. Am I right? They have fresh fresh pan wine. Fresh pan wine. The one that you will drink and you will be merry. By 9 a.m. in the morning, you'll be singing. What's those Owere songs? The the ones they you, you know them now. That one you are thinking about, that's the song I'm talking about. As you are singing it, you'll be eating unkwobi and by 9 a.m. you are drunk. So this man thought that this is what, we, what was happening. Then an interpreter rose by the capacity that God has granted to him. Apostle Peter began to tell them 
that this is that which was written in the book of Joel the prophet. Are you with me now? So, in the days that we saw the spirit poured out, it was a manifestation, a fulfillment of a prophecy that was held up in the heavens. That there were days that God passed through this campus and men walked with him so much so that they received promises. And those promises that these men received began to seek for expressions. And in seasons like this, those things that was calcified and held up in the archives of heaven was seeking expression. And men became victims of prophecy. Are you with me now? When God begins, when the seasons of manifestation comes, men becomes victims of prophecy. So he is trying to explain to them that that which was happening on the day of Pentecost was it didn't originate that day. That there is a man by the Spirit of God who prophesied and said in the book of Joel chapter two verse twenty eight, he said, "I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh." <laughs> And it shall come to pass in the last day, said the Lord. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. This is that. What is that? That is the outpouring of the spirit. Something that has been held up in the heart of God. You need to know the scope of what is happening. That there is something in the heart of God. That God is seeking to pour out his spirit once again. And then an interpretation has to be brought to the matter. So that men will understand the scope of what God is doing. They will align themselves by that understanding. As I told you. Except a man sees something in the kingdom. He will never be able to participate. Understanding is what makes you to see what was spoken. If you are able to see what somebody spoke. It was because you understood. Haven't you noticed? When somebody spoke something and you understood it, what you will notice is that a picture will come into your heart. Have you not noticed? That suddenly you will have that picture in your heart. That means that somehow what was spoken was seen. And the way it was seen was by understanding. That there is an eye that is in your heart. That eye begins to see when understanding is ministered to it. So except the man have the capacity to see these things, he will never align himself. He will not know why God is calling Meant to tarry for days. When I was doing you service, a day came, and I came, and I noticed that the, the labor was much. Every day I would wake up in the night and cry. For one full year I didn't have it here. Praise God. I wasn't doing it for myself. There is a promise, a, a prophecy that is held up. And nobody is willing to give God the womb to bet his purposes. Most of the people that is in these campuses, you are only fasting and praying that God will use you. You don't understand the move of God. If you understand the move of God, you will know that what you need is to position yourself and be faithful. Did you notice that when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, that it was the empowerment of the spirit that revealed men that was in alignment. You will never know. You will never know men that God will use. It's not about what they are showing. Don't be deceived. Did you notice that there were people among the 12 apostles that we never heard their name after the outpouring of the spirit? Did you notice? You know them. There are many. But after the outpouring, there were certain of them that the scripture said that they served tables. They were simply ushers. And the definition of an usher today is far, far better than what an usher is those days. Oh, look at these ushers. They are fine. They are, are well clothed. My God. They are looking glorious. That is not an usher then. It's a degradation. They are bringing them down. The, in fact, Peter showed it in his statement. He said, how is it that us will be serving tables? Let's leave the serving of tables to them so that we will give ourselves to the ministry of the world and prayers. That's what some people do. And then those people, they didn't know that God, God is the one that elects men. People didn't know the stature and alignment. How much this man has aligned themselves to the will of God. God is aware. He will reward your faithfulness. 
mark it. You will see it. Don't be moved by what people are saying. The days we review men that are in alignment. Men that have obeyed Jesus and kept their estate. God is obsessed with order. When he tells somebody stay here, that person stays there. God will reward you forever. Do you know why the angels in the first time received judgment? The Bible was speaking in the book of Jude. He said that the angels that left their first estate, do you know what it means? There is a position, a seat, a throne that God gave this man. And because of many things, manipulation, they were moved by doctrines of men. It is happening here, they go. It's happening here, they go. They are not, I'm not saying you shouldn't go. I'm saying primarily what is your post, your duty is keeping that that God has given to you. It is basis. The basis. This showed that you understand this which God is doing. When I cried in the night, I cried. I cried, oh God, send men, send men, send men. For the labor is much. And there are few people to carry this burden. The burden is much. I prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed till some of the times I will ask God to give me the strength of a thousand men. Let me tell you. There are such people that have the strength of ten men. What they can accomplish for God is what ten people can accomplish. So when it, when they kneel down to pray, eh, what God is seeing is not one man. What God is seeing is one thousand people. Haven't you seen people like Moses? Moses is a nation on his own. Because the Bible said, he said that, let me clear these people and start a generation from you. So as, no, as, as long as, as much as God is concerned, Moses is more important than the whole tribe, oh, the whole Israel. We seek for certain men to rise again. Men that God will put his hands upon and begin to work wonders in this territory. Men that will not leave their position and tarry. If God says pray, they pray. If God says fast, they fast. If God says consecrate, they consecrate. If God says give, they give. If God says win souls, they win souls. If God says live holy, they live holy. If God says stay here, they stay. If God says tarry, they tarry. The will of God is their command. This is that which was spoken in the book of in the book in the book of Joel the prophet. He said, Afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It is when the spirit of God is poured upon us that we begin to know your capacity. We don't know who you are. Who are you? Sister, who are you? If I ask you who you are now, you will probably tell me the name that your mother gave you. That is not your name. I finished the ministration one day and a young man rushed me and said, and called me Samuel. I said, no, my name is not Samuel. Do you know my name? My name is Chinedu Joshua. You know, my father is a preacher. You know preachers, they always like to name their children Joshua. Have you noticed? Is your father a pastor? A guy? Your name must be Joshua. If there are five people here that their fathers are pastors, three of them are Joshua. Just check. Check this thing is true. Do you know why? In their own mind, they are Moses and their children is Joshua. My friend, it doesn't work that well. God needs to show you great mercy. In fact, when I was growing up, they told me that that, uh, that my father is a pastor doesn't mean anything. They, I was in a place, they brought alcohol and, and some stuff that I should enjoy myself, that it doesn't mean anything. That you, ha- you have to live your own life. But thank God for his mercy. His mercy never allowed us to step aside. So I want to tell you that people don't know you. Do you know when we know who you are? When the spirit of God comes upon you. Some of you are mighty evangelists that will walk in power. Some of you are prophets that will hold down the territory for God. Who is a prophet? Preso, who is a prophet? Is he somebody that has word of knowledge? I don't know why people say word of knowledge is prophet. If somebody say, I see, I see you are wearing black boxers. Black boxers. They will now call you a prophet. How does that make somebody a prophet? That doesn't make you a prophet. You simply had a gift. A gift doesn't qualify you for an office. Even though if you have an office, you will need to have the gift. But the gift doesn't mean that you have the office. Talk more of, of word of knowledge. The way we, the, an intercessor must, a, a prophet must be an intercessor. In fact, it is after you have prayed for long 
then God will call you a prophet. Haven't you? Do you tell me all the prophets you know? All of them are prayer warriors. You are. You say you are a prophet. You can't pray. You are fake. You don't know what is a prophet. That is why God will raise prophetic intercessors in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. God will raise prophetic intercessors. These are people that have stayed in the place of prayer. Like Elijah. Like Elijah came. Elijah came and made the... He made the prophets of Baal. What did he tell them? He said, before the Lord God, whom what? I stand. It is you that is thinking Elijah is standing in, in, where is that place they gather? In Camel. Is it not true? You think Elijah is standing in Camel. Elijah is telling you that he's standing before God. Before the Lord God, whom I what? Stand. Men can see you as if you are standing on photo. Meanwhile, your feet is planted in heavenly places. And from there, you are doing business. You are not an earthly man. You are a heavenly man. <laughs> there is such a thing as a heavenly man. From there, you begin to do business. And your scope of authority has what it takes to begin to affect the territory. Those are the men that we seek. Certain kind of men that understand that which is written in the ruins of their destiny. And they know that this season have come to, to open up that which God has locked in their destiny. That every interpretation that men has given about their life has fallen short of that which God has ordained for them. That an interpretation has to be brought to their ordination. According to the scriptures that Peter said that this is that which was spoken. What is spoken about you? Praise God. Peter said this is that which was spoken. In the book of Joel, the prophet. We need to know what is spoken about you. And that couldn't be possible. Except the spirit is poured afresh on you. And then we see the lady that you thought. She's, a, she's coming like this. Gentle, gentle. That is a woman you need to be afraid of. That, that, those days, my mother will come. And she'll be walking quietly and moving on the street. One woman came and said. Huh, this woman. Munye pastor. You are not a normal human being. Don't, don't, please stop looking at her like this. She is not this person you are seeing. Have you seen her in the spirit? There are certain ladies you will see in the spirit. You, as a guy, you will come and kneel down for impartation. Because they are Deborahs. They are sitting like George in the spirit. And by the rank that God has granted to them, they are bringing order to the territory. These are women in the physical, but they are men in the spirit. Men, to be a man, it's not because it's not because of gender. Have you read the book of Luke? Luke chapter 18. Have you read the book of Luke? The Bible says that for men ought always to pray and not to faint. My brother, are you a man? Are you a man? Huh? Are you a man? We don't know. You don't know yourself. Jesus said, We don't know you. That your identity is revealed in the place of prayer. Certain people that call themselves men, we don't know them. And in that place that Jesus was saying, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. He said, a certain woman, just to prove the point, that this thing is not about gender. That a woman can sit and begin to do business long enough. That he, she will gain authority in the spirit and begin to legislate in high places, standing the gates of the territory. You can be strong and large enough in the spirit. The things that oppressed you before, you begin to run away from you. Some of you, you sleep and demons will come and threaten you. It's because you are weak. You have not dealt long enough with that power that God has granted to you. So much so that you can cause changes in the territory. Who is Satan to oppress you? Who is devils? Who are demons? Do you know who you are carrying? You are carrying the Holy Ghost. You are carrying the Holy Ghost. The one that, that brooded upon the face of the deep. The Bible says that the earth was without form and void. 
as soon as the Holy Ghost brooded upon it, certain things became possible by the hand of the Spirit. I tell you, for every man that yields himself under the hand of the Spirit, what the Spirit of God will make out of your life is a wonder. Something that this generation has not seen before. How many of you is willing to submit again to the hand of the Spirit? And we make a wonder out of you. It takes willingness. In obedience to Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. Spirit of the living God. He's the Holy Ghost. Scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost. Seal of the age to come. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. Bringing everything. Just give me play it flat. Don't put skills.